Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. interview last week was so good that we decided to turn it into a two-part series. If you missed last week, you'll find the link in the show notes. It's not mandatory that you listen, but we want to make sure that you don't miss out on this amazing conversation. Hi, everyone. It's Roxanne Dorhodge of Authentic Living with Roxanne. Today, I have a special guest that's decided to come back and spend some great time with us. That's Pete Bambachi, and he's with the Genwell Project. And We've been talking about connection, um, I think, throughout uh, our time in the last 18 months. But I think his conversation with me was so special that I thought we needed to kind of come back and talk about it again. It's not something that we need to talk about just where, when I want to say we were in desperate times, but to really look at the ongoing um, actions that you take. And him and I were talking just before we got online with what are you going to do, actually yeah. do, um, to actualize the steps that we talk about. I should talk to that friend. I should take that step, you know, to say hi to my neighbor who's just lost someone. What are those steps? So when you come and you see a coach or a therapist, um, or even if just pick somebody in your life that you connect really well with, yep. and try to kind of think, what is it that that person does to allow me to feel so good? And then say, what is it that I am doing to allow that space. Oftentimes people think it's outside of themselves, but it could be that, um, you know, I often say you should have a friend that makes, makes you laugh uncontrollably. You should have a friend that makes you um, kind of, you know, if you want somebody to give you, hit you between the eyes, that's that friend. You have the other friend that's, you know, um, you know, the existential kind of person. You have the person that maybe can help you through kind of practical kind of solutions, either in family and business. We all need different kinds of connections at any given point. So if I want to laugh, I'm not going to call the person that's going to be talking about existentialism because I don't want to talk it through through the pandemic. Really, right now, I want somebody to tell me a really good joke so I could forget about the pandemic. And I think that's what I try to say to people is they often say, well, you're so nice. I go, yeah, I'm nice. I said, but not everybody's going to think I'm nice. You're allowing me to be nice. So what is it that you're doing if you think I'm being nice to take it in? Because I have been with people that have not allowed um, their space to take in what I'm giving to them to start to really think about that. Is it that I, you know, I, when you smile, I smile, or is it that um, when I compliment you, you think about saying something? Is it that I listen in a certain way that you really, really like? And start to think about that because I think, and then on the converse, let's, let's be blunt, think of someone that really you, you find it hard to be around. And that will give, also give you information about what disconnection is about and the things that maybe you want to try to work uh, against. I think a part of this is, uh, or I want to ask the question is, what role do you think fear it plays in this because, you know, we, we've built a world and, and these things are part of it, which is, you know, 
we now live in a world where we're watching people live human highlight reels every day. And depending on how much time you spend on social, passively scrolling through all your friends, the Kardashians, the Jenners, the celebrities, the, Mm -hmm. you know, you could start to feel that you weren't good enough. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I, when I go to see Roxanne, who is, and I'll say this, you know, paid as a coach or a therapist, you're paid to be there for me. And, and I wonder what role, and, for, and this is, again, this is part of the Genwell message is, hey, you build those deep, meaningful connections that remove the fear with time, time together with people. And, and unfortunately, you know, they have, what they have with you is a, an exchange. And, and, and by no means, I'm a big coaching fan. And frankly, I think I do it on the side for a lot of people, but you know, this is no disrespect to coaching, but you get paid to do that. And what we're trying to say to people is, hey, you know, you can do these things, but you need to invest the time and find that one person or two people that can be that support network when you're not with your coach. And, but you can't do that if you only reach out to them once a year, you know, that's going to take. And and and, I I think that's important to talk about. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about what I would say is in my professional career, most people that came to see me that were having a rough time never felt truly loved, mm. right? So that's deep, and I know. But really, all of us want to feel like we matter. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, if you've not had that experience, right? You know, if I feel that I'm, I don't matter, I go through the world with that shield, believing that I'm not important to anyone, right? And I'm fearful because maybe I didn't have that good of, a, of an upbringing and I don't think I'm I'm worthy enough to receive. And I often say to people, it doesn't matter where you came from. You know, that's unfortunate if any of us had stuff happen when we were growing up. Yep. But you can give it to yourself now. You can completely, you know, start to recognize what is it that I'm thinking I need right now that I'm not receiving. So it could be a kind word. It could be sitting in silence and listening to a piece of music that absolutely lights up your mind. It could be getting outside, like you said, and going for a walk and taking things in. It's about replenishing yourself first, which unfortunately a lot of people think I got to go to someone else. And I think it's a concurrent thing from all the years of doing this kind of work. I can't go to Pete each time if I, haven't figured out some basic, basic things about what some of the fundamental things are that rock makes Roxanne happy. So to start to think about what is, what little thing could I do for myself? Um, what maybe it's just being kinder in my, in my head and writing that out and realizing how badly I, I speak to myself. Yeah. I wouldn't speak to my worst enemy like that, but I talk to myself like that. And I think yeah. in starting to do those types of things, um, you can, you know, and it's, it's, you can learn a lot of this just by being by yourself as well, but then going out and trying it with someone else, like, you know. Oh, Roxanne, you and I, again, you know, and I think some people uh, misinterpret what the mission of the Genwell Project is at times, it, you know, they, they sense that our whole statement is all about, you must get out and connect with other people. Yeah. You know what? That's an important part of your health, but so is exercise. So is eating well. And so is working on yourself and connecting with yourself. And so for some people, getting out and connecting with other people may give you the motivation and inspiration to recognize, hey, I can be better for myself. 
And, you know, somebody meets you, has a conversation and says, yeah, you know what? I haven't really worked on myself. I do need to do a little more self-care. I need to do some inner work. I might need to do some mindfulness, some morning gratitude, some, you know, uh, whatever you're going to do. Um, but for other people, they need to start with them first and then go out and make those connections. And so our message is never, it's only about social connection. Although social connection is the root of every illness, cause and crisis in society. If we and it, feel, gets you out, it gets you out of your head. If exactly. I'm down and depressed and I see you and you're smiling, I'm thinking, why is he smiling? And then before you know it, I'm smiling. I want to connect and I want to talk to you, right? So I, I, you're right. I think it's like a yin and a yang kind of thing. Yeah. You know, if I'm down, I'm probably not going to want to brush my teeth, put on my dress and get outside. But if I do all those things and then I connect with somebody, then all of a sudden I think, wow, I feel better now. I want more of that. So I think it's it's a combination. Of or I call you that morning when you wake up and you're not feeling yourself and I go, hey, rocks. How you doing? What's going on? Hey, what's your day looking like? Hey, you got time for a coffee this afternoon? I really want to talk to you. I want to sit down with you. And now you've started off your day not feeling so great. And all of a sudden you go, well, I got something to look forward to. Somebody actually cares about me. Somebody wants to see me. Somebody wants to have coffee with me. Because wow, I, ma- I, I matter. That's exactly and If we it, go right. back to that basic thing, that basic fundamental, as human beings, we all want to be seen. We want all want to feel like we're important to somebody like it doesn't. And if, if people are going through uh, the world feeling like I don't matter to anyone, right? If they're alone, if they don't have the connections, if they're an introvert, if they're suffering from depression, if they've lost their job, if they're getting a diagnosis of, you know, um, something detrimental, you know, even more so what, what does the, what does the body, the body wants us to shut down. We go into, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, detach which makes us feel worse versus if you kind of go towards as soon as you open up in any way you feel better things i want to capture about the scenario that you created in waking up in the morning number one is helping people recognize that they could do some work themselves so no question you know you might need to do some inner work and 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 that's something and and you might need to reach out to somebody else because you know that that's the starting point for you feeling better But the second part of our message at the General Project is always about, hey, the power of an outreach, the power of you calling up somebody who you think may not be doing so well, who may be struggling. They're not having a crisis. You know, this is called situational anxiety. They're going through a divorce. They've just lost a job. They got they failed an exam. You know, when we think of young people, think of the thousands of different situations that happen in our lives when stuff just doesn't go the way that we want. And if we can recognize in each other that maybe things aren't going so well in Roxanne's day today, that if I just sent her a text, more importantly, I picked up the phone and called her or I said, hey, let's go have a coffee. We all need to recognize that this is an issue that humanity faces and Mm -hmm. that every one of us is part of the solution by picking up and, and thinking about other people and what we can do to make their lives and their world better right now but maybe for this week, maybe for this month, and maybe for their entire life. So if I wanted to do more in my community, right, let's say I'm listening to this and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm going to try to make a difference based on the concepts that you're talking about with the general product. What, What kind of steps would you suggest I take? 
Wow. There's, uh, so here's the first thing I would do. Number one is I would follow our social platforms. We're on social media. So we're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We got a YouTube channel because what we do each and every day is we prompt you to think about that. And what we want to do is get it to be top of mind. We want people to be more conscious about the power of human connection and more intentional in making it happen. So first off, let's help people. Let's coach people to, to be uh, more proactive in, in making social connection happen. You know, for some people, that'll be all they need. Number two, on our social channels, we give people those tips, tools, and ideas, and you can head over to our website. We have a long list of, of suggestions on how you might get started. Because for some people, when you're in a rut, when things aren't going the way you wanted, sometimes we can't even think beyond that first barrier of, well, but how, how would I even start connecting with other people. So find out those ideas from our website, from our social media patterns, and then our, from our social media pages. And then finally, we have our Genwell weekends, which as you know, we spring and fall, we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, on our weekends, now you have an excuse. On these weekends, you have an excuse to go to your neighbor, your friend, your colleague, your classmate, and say, hey, I want to get connected, but I'm not, and, and this is what we, we are almost like an excuse and this is, we are an excuse. We give you permission and you can go to a friend and say, hey, this weekend's Genwell weekend. They tell me that we're supposed to connect because it's good for us. And so I thought I'd reach out to you. So if somebody does happen to say, hey, you know what? I'm too busy. Then they're not really rejecting you. They're rejecting the idea of, hey, I wanted to make you better and me better, happier and healthier. And, and for that reason, it's kind of deflective so that that fear of rejection may not be as large. Uh, for people, but there's also, you know, in, in those weekends, they're done at times of the year when people struggle seasonal transitional by transition by research is when people struggle the most. We've just come off of our slower summer pace. Half the world is away somewhere camping, doing something, traveling, doing whatever they do on vacation. And now we've come back and in September, now we're streets are busier, traffic's busier, kids are back at school, there's agendas for work, everybody, there's more programming, even in COVID. Now we still, things are starting to ramp back up. And it's just before we go back into the darker, colder days of the fall and winter. Mm. We need to help people build these healthy connection habits right now so that these are the relationships that will sustain them as they go through the next four or five months. And then again, we do it in May so that when we come out of those uh, darker, colder days, we give you an excuse to make it happen again in the springtime. And so, you know, my tips to them is, you know, use our information, use our tips, use our excuse of Genwell Weekend to go out and make it all happen. And I have one more, and, I, and I'm terrible for running on when you and I chat, Roxanne. That's, that's okay. That you give, you give me a lot to think about when you when you go on like this because it's it's from a different perspective as well, and I'm sure it does the same for the listeners. Yeah. So the final one is volunteering. If you are struggling, you know, first and foremost, the message to everybody is, hey, if you know somebody who's struggling, reach out to them. Those conversations can be a life changer. But number two is if you're just having a, a, a bad day, do something for somebody else. And I think volunteering is one of the greatest ways. Not only when you volunteer, will you be with a group of people who are empathetic and compassionate and, and will, will certainly embrace you in whatever community it is you choose to give your time but when you actually help somebody else and you mm -hmm. see the difference that your effort makes on somebody else and, and you think that you're doing it for them, 
until you recognize just how good it feels to you to help somebody else. And I don't care if it's at a food bank, you know, it could be at a Habitat for Humanity build. It could be working on a 1-800 hotline for kids help phone. It could be whatever. The reality is when you recognize the difference that you can make through communication by connecting with other human beings, you start to really value and, and recognize just how important you are to this world and that you do mean something to a whole bunch of people uh, all around you. And again, it gets you out of your mindset, right? Because when it's when you're batting around in your head with those 60,000 thoughts where, you know, how many of them are negative and how many are positive, and then you're outside of that space, then and then you're like getting a reaction based on what you're doing. That's the first thing that we say, I get outside of my you know, subjective reality of how I'm thinking and I'm connecting because I'm giving now, right? And there's the power of giving that opens up something with, uh, in us, within our heart, that's very, very powerful. Yeah. And then before, you know, you think, was I upset this morning or did I feel like I didn't want to have a good day because you're ready. And again, you're moving and you're giving, right? Yeah. And when uh, we get into that habit, so you go and you work that food bank and you, and you come out to your point, you totally forgot that you were in a bad place this morning. You were in your own head and not being kind to yourself. And you go to the food bank for a four hour shift and you, you talk to some other kind and empathetic people and you see them handing out uh, goods to people who are in need. And you're like, wow, look at the difference. Look at how that lady said, thank you 47 times in the five minutes she stood around. Wow. This really makes it. Wow. This is, wow, this is amazing feeling. Hey, why don't I, can I come back next week? You know, and now we create a habit. Now we create a habit of purpose and meaning in our lives. And now we wake up and go, Hey, I'm really looking forward to my next shift. I'm looking forward. This is, this is about creating positive experience throughout the course of our lives. So if you have things that you love to do, whether it's a passion project, whether it's learning a skill, singing in a group, playing guitar, creativity, or purpose, if you have those on a regular occasion, that helps you not only look forward to the things that are happening in the moment and the great feeling that you have and the lingering feeling of making a difference in the lives of other people or chasing that passion that you have. All of that is really important. And as you keep saying, and what I keep reinforcing as well, which is, this is all about getting out of here, you know, right. because uh, to your point, you know, if you said there was 60,000 thoughts and what was the, what was the split between positive and negative? Uh, I'm going to say it's 98 two. <laughs> and I don't mean the, I don't mean the good stuff, you know, yeah, it's yeah. 98% negative and 2% good. And, and I can sit here and talk about it as you can Roxanne. And I battle with it all the time. You know, we beat ourselves up for the bad things or the things that we wish had happened or that we wanted to happen when in actual fact, there's a whole pack of good things that have happened that if we focus more time and attention on the good that we've either done or that have happened to us, you know, not only would we be in a better place, but we'd be sharing that positive energy with other people as well. No, my first book was based on that. My first book was based on my um, my difficulties that I went through and all the changes I made. Um, and in it, what I did is I analyzed my own life, which, you know, in retrospect, I was like, what? What did you do? But now it's already out there. And then I looked at the changes that I'm, I um, had to take a hold of to, to make a shift in my life. And I wrote about it 
because I wanted the average person to, you know, they see you or myself talking about these things and people think that, oh yeah, it comes easy to them, but it, it doesn't. We're human beings like everybody else. And in that book, in pouring it through it, what I would hope is even if it helped one person to make changes, because I write about how it, how did you make changes in every relationship and they have a, a how-to guide. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to include it as a download, a free download for anybody that's going to listen to this. Awesome. Um, because we all need help. We all go through normal situational things. Um, that is life. We come here to have an experience. Life is full. Life, it can be phenomenal, but life also brings us, um, you know, unfortunate situations. It's kind of how, what we do with it to get past it. That's important. And it's like anything else. It's like going for that walk, right. Or that, you know, lifting that weight, the little bit, every time you do it, it gets a little bit easier. But if you're kind of at that point thinking that it's going to just happen for me, it takes that little step of, like you said, picking up a phone, saying hello, going for that walk, knocking on your neighbor's door, you know, dropping off some cookies that you've made. Those little things really start you going. And then before you know it, you're like, wow, things are a little bit better today. I feel better, you know, and it becomes cumulative at the more that you do it. Hey, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I will say this to you. I'm five years. We're celebrating our fifth anniversary of Genwell this weekend. Uh, and, and, and I don't make money doing this. So, and we are hopefully going to create sustainability, whether it's through donors, whether it's through government, whether it's through foundations or businesses who see a role that they can play in creating a sustainable movement that helps Canadians get connected but when I launched this, I thought I was launching this movement to help everybody else. And what I've really recognized, even through the global pandemic, is there's been many times in my life that I've been lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone through a divorce. Uh, you mentioned that you had as well. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a chronic illness, of rheumatoid arthritis. I've uh, left jobs that, you know, even though they were the greatest places in the world, it was time for me to leave for one reason or another. And, you know, the reality is we separated ourselves from where we spent 12 hours a day and had many of the relationships that supported us in our social health. And so it, each one of those situations found us probably inside our own heads more often than not. And, and therefore, I'm only now waking up to I didn't just start this movement to help other people. Deep down inside, I think I started this movement. And the reason I'm so passionate about it is because I'm learning, because I'm growing as a human being, and because I'm recognizing, holy cow, I didn't think I'd ever been lonely. But part of it's because nobody ever even spoke about loneliness from doctors to teachers to business leaders. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever mentioned this language. And now it's the, probably, I believe, it's probably one of the most important pieces of, of health information that we can share with anybody. They now say the research shows it's more important than exercising and eating well, but we don't have a program that's educating people on the information. So why is it that we are not giving people, especially in the midst of a pandemic, the information that they need to make better choices to stay proactively healthy? Let's stop waiting until, until people get sick, till they have a mental health crisis, till they're food insecure, mm -hmm. till they're homeless, till they're facing whatever crisis it is. Let's help people build community and connections before they get into the crisis, because those connections in that community, and when I say community, I'm not talking geography, I'm talking, you know, the people, your network, who are the people that support mm -hmm. you, because those people will probably help prevent you 
from getting into some of those situations. Because if you lose a job, a friend might know somebody who's looking for somebody. If you get sick, you'll have the support network in place. If we go through a global pandemic, you'll know your neighbor who will knock on your door and say, hey, Roxanne, can I pick up some groceries for you? You know, if we have all these in place, that's what helps us get through. And we have to stop waiting until crises hit us before we wake up and start building, you know, the connections that make us happier and healthier. Well, you know, we can't, I couldn't say it in a better way. And, you know, I think that I've learned so much as well with myself through the pandemic. I have a friend, uh, she lives down the street. We walked every single day. Beautiful. And, um, you know, and I said, I think we're psychological buddies. And we started, <laughs> we giggled about it. And we said, I said, we solved world problems. We talked about how shitty it is to be in snow. Oh my, how lovely it is, how pretty it is. We talked about everything. We talked about family. We talked about business. We talked about kids every single day for an hour and a half a day for the duration. Just recently because of the summer, we kind of, you know, got a little bit busier every single day we walked. And, you know, unknowingly, and for both of us, even though I do what I do, I wasn't looking at it as anything other than I'm going to just see my friend today. And I live alone as well. She lives with a family, not thinking about it, but every single day, even though I'm completely connected to people online and my son comes and goes and those types of things. And I have a bubble with my family, Mississauga. I saw her every single day. And I, I said that to her and she said, you thought you, I was, but in fact, you were my bubble, even though I had a family. Yeah. So the things that you learn about yourself that you don't know when you do get connected, it's amazing. So I, I hope that people are listening to our stories and the things that we're sharing about our lives and they realize we're human like everybody else. We all need that connection and kindness, you know, throughout our lives. Yeah. The real insight behind what you just described is, you know, when we went through what, when, when we're going through the global pandemic, what has been taking away, taken away from us, is uh, the casual collisions that used to happen throughout the course of our day. You know, every relationship that we have right now takes uh, a booking, frankly, because usually it's a, hey, can you want to get on Zoom at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock? Mm -hmm. 65, we just did the Canadian Social Connection Survey, six, over 65% of the connections that we had in our lives every day were not scheduled. They were the people that you ran into when you're just out and about doing what you did, whether it was shopping in a store, getting a coffee at the office, water cooler, lunchroom, and all of those connections were wiped out of our lives. And those are social connections. Those are the ones where you run into Roxanne on the street and you go, hey, Roxanne, how are you? I haven't seen you in weeks. What's going on? How's the family? What's, you know, how's work, you know? And those conversations are the ones that give us energy. They give us life. Because you realize that even though I haven't seen Roxanne in three weeks or six weeks or 12 weeks, that when I see you, you bring a smile to my face and mm -hmm. I bring a smile to your face. And so what you did by creating, there's two things you did. You were creating that regular occasion, creating the habit with your friend down the street. And that's what more people needed to do. But again, we're fearful, we're locked down. There was a lot of reasons why people weren't connecting with other people, but it gave you that social time. Because what I see on webinars and on, on normal Zoom calls is we're not taking the time to talk as human beings. When you leave a meeting at the office or when you leave a friend, uh, you know, and I hear this from teachers a lot, the learning happens when you're standing up and walking out of the class or when you're leaving the meeting. 
that's when that's when connections and bonds are created. And what's happening right now is you and I'll get on an hour webinar and we'll have a conversation and about the subject or the business that we're trying to handle. And as soon as it's done, it's, hey, see you later, Roxanne. Bye. And, right, and, right. and the screen goes dark. And what you do is you turn around and you go, wow, I just had a, an hour with people, but I'm still alone. And I'm, I don't, I haven't built the bonds and the connection. And this yeah. is what I think we so quickly need to get back to. And, and we need to be understanding, not everybody's going to rush back to connecting face-to-face. This is going to be a challenge for some people. And this is why the GenWell project is more important right now than ever before, is we need to help those that are struggling to, to reach back out and get socially active. We need to help them by giving them tips, tools, and ideas. People like you, we want to champion the Roxanne's and say, hey, Roxanne, did you know that the work you do is changing lives, is making people mm-hmm. happier and healthier? Did we think about the multi-generational, the opportunity for every person your age and my age to see a kid walking down the street and say, hey, Jimmy, How's how things going at school? Are you happy to be back? Can we engage in a conversation? Because every one of those conversations is critically important right now. And as I like to say, oftentimes when we think of giving, we think of money or we think of gifts. The greatest gift we can all give right now might be the gift of human connection. And by a simple conversation, you can change not only your life, but you can change the life of the people that you're speaking to. Well, what a nice uh, line to end on is that what we need is human connection. So think of what you can do today. And, you know, I would say with the GenWell project, um, definitely follow them, get the tips, you know, uh, reach out to me. Uh, You know, I do, uh, you know, calls. I will give you half an hour of my time just to connect with you and see in whatever way I can um, help out. And, um, you know, Thank you again so much, Pete. Uh, This initiative is needed not just within Canada, but I would say globally. We all need to be able to have uh, this perspective of connection because at the end of the day, what is important, but the people uh, that that we surround ourselves with. And through this time, it showed us more, more than ever, it has helped me and as I'm sure it's helped you recognize what and who is important in my life, which it's it's not about things, it's about, connections and it's about the people uh, that are dear um, in my heart. So again, thanks so much for being here. And for everyone, uh, if you're needing more information on me, uh, uh, or you'd like to have a chat, just go to chatwithroxanne.com. Okay, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.